Hi everyone, it's Tom Panos here. I've got with me a guy I've known for a really long time, uh, Piers Van Berg. How are you, Piers? That's right, back in the rain and horn days. Yes, yes, absolutely. So that's going back about uh, 15 years? Mate, absolutely, before the days of internet. Absolutely, believe it or not. So Piers, uh, special guy here, $2 million rider for the financial year that's gone by, 73 transactions. Correct. Just for our viewers, you're the director of which offices? So I've got our former bar offices, which is McGrath Neutral Bay, yeah. Mossman, Northbridge, and we've just opened Chatswood, which is exciting. How old are you? I'm just 42. You're doing well. I think about that, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah You're doing good. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, so when I knew you, you would have been, like, uh, mid-twenties. Yeah, 25, started at Rain and Horn. Actually came from News Limited prior to that, so... Oh, really? Newspapers and advertising guy. Here in this building? No, Cumberland Newspapers. Cumberland, so, yeah. yeah. locals. So I went right. from local papers straight into real estate. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, I, I had my staff watching this, because my staff can see these success yeah. stories and they leave, Absolutely, know? yes. So, um, Pierce, let me just uh, ask, you've got to be happy the way life's panned out for you. Life couldn't be better, yeah. I mean... Great, so, great career, beautiful wife, uh, three children, just another one three weeks ago, a great business, happy, healthy, lots of holidays. Okay. Um, one of the things I want to talk to you about is... You said to me about 10 years ago is when it all started to happen. So yeah. you've been in real estate for how many years all up? I've been in for about eight years. Yeah. So, you, so you've been up 18 years in total? Correct, yeah. And the first eight years were yeah, Eight years, always in neutral bay, but working for some uh, other agencies in the area. And, what, and you weren't hitting, you weren't, you weren't very successful? No, I've been eight years in the business and I was doing okay, but not great. To give you an idea, so 10 years ago, my best year in real estate, I'd written about $250,000 a year, which, you know, back 10 years ago wasn't bad money, but for me, it wasn't really enough to justify working on the weekends. Um, and I, I kind of got to a decision whether, whether I was gonna stay in the industry or really go to the next level on it. And I really sort of made that, I guess, that light bulb moment that I really wanted to give it a red hot crack. Okay, and what happened? You went, that following year, what did you write? Yeah, so look, I, I started with McGrath's in, uh, February 2004, so yeah. just gone 10 years ago. Um, I made the decision that I was going to retrain myself. Uh, I was going to do everything that McGrath told me to do. Um, back then I was a single guy, no wife and kids, so I was in the office at 8 o'clock in the morning, out at 8 o'clock at night, six days a week. And I just gave it my 110% and came out, actually they asked me also to hire an assistant, did that, also in the, uh, really in that first kind of, um, in the first week of starting. Um, and it all paid off, paid writing sort of $700,000 in my first year. So I okay. nearly tripled what I was doing in my last agency in a year. Uh, Piers, uh, that's gold, because I actually think there's a point in someone's life where yeah. they turn around and say, I'm not prepared to tolerate ordinary anymore. I'm yeah. not prepared to pay the price of working the six days, getting treated the way I get treated at open yeah, houses. It's, it's a tough job not to do really well, that's my view. Yeah, and you had the courage to go off when you're only riding 280, which means that yeah. you're making uh, not a lot of money to no, pay really, someone. I, I had 10 grand in the bank at the time. Right. Um, I'd put my neck out there, i put an assistant on, i put a really good assistant on, 45 grand a year, which is probably like Oh, 70 or 80 now, so she was a high quality assistant. Um, and I also spent about $25,000 on personally marketing myself in that first year. Now, what did I do? I spent that on predominantly on press ads in the Mossman yeah. Daily, those profile ads. 
Uh, they also um, sponsored the Crystal Car Wash at Mossman um, exclusively myself, which I think was about 12 grand a year at the time. Okay, so, so I know what press ads. Press ads were branding ads on... Yes, yes. yeah, correct. What's the, what was the Crystal Car Wash sponsorship look like? You gave Crystal money and... Yeah, look, my face was on all the buzzers down there. I had a point of sale down there. Um, I could give vouchers to clients, like um, market appraisal, I'd give them a you know, gift for a wash down at the Crystal Car Wash. And look, a lot of the people in Mossman and that area have nice cars, they come and get the car wash, they read the McGrath magazine, and they sort of, I guess, see my profile associated with that. So again, it was a very good um, top of mind marketing. Okay, so let's recap, because this is gold. So I think a lot of people that are watching this, Piers, yeah. they're in that position right now. They're yeah, people that yeah. write 250, 260, yeah. 270, and what you're saying is you make a decision, Yeah. You totally transform yourself in terms of training, and that yeah. is that you bulletproof yourself to be a top agent. Yeah, absolutely. You don't overanalyze and underact. You basically said, I'm a blank canvas. Yeah. Give me the training. Yeah. I'm not going to judge it. I'm doing it. 100%. You put your hand in your pocket when you don't have a lot of money, and yeah. you put on an assistant at 50 grand, which is essentially making you know a half a third of what you were probably taking home. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on, on, on the same figures, if I wrote the same figures, I mean, I'd go broke. I, I couldn't grow. I, I literally had to grow to keep right. up with my investment ahead of the growth. And you've invested 25 grand in personal marketing, yeah. non-VPA, yeah. and you write 700. What happened the next year? Well, I think, look, it's really hard. The hardest thing is to go from 250 to 700. To go from 700 to about 1.1, which was my next year, was quite easy. I think that once you go over a certain level, I think around that sort of 7 to 800, you almost get to a tipping point where you get momentum, and it's much easier. So it gets easier as time goes on when you start to get momentum in the marketplace and become essentially an attraction agent. Okay, so what you're saying is by rounds, you're saying to go from 250 to 700 is hard work. Tough, yeah. To go from 700 to a million is easier. Much easier. And then to go from um, 1.2 to 2, where I am now, totally different thing. That then becomes more about people management, organisation, ideal weeks, um, handling the volume more than anything. Okay, so what does your team look like now, Piers? Yes, look, I've got two agents working under me. So I've got Michael Rava, who is really an agent within himself. Now, he goes out and lists and sells properties himself. Yeah. I give him quite a few properties to sell. Yeah. Generally, the stuff under about $800,000, I'll give it to Mike um, uh, to run with yeah. it. When I give him a listing, I, I, I give him one. I expect him to list a couple off the back of that. Right. Just through momentum in the marketplace. Right. Uh, then I've got uh, Jackie, who also works to me, works next to me almost like as a co-agent. Right. Helping with buyer callbacks, open houses prospecting, all that sort of stuff. And then we've got an admin assistant. Does the admin assistant support all three? She does, yeah, she does marketing, proposals, all that back-end stuff. And she actually works Monday to Friday, so she's actually not out doing opens. Right, rarely. So you see this as being your, your business unit? Yes. Okay, and what you're saying is, your life now is about coordination, managing mm, people. Correct, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And, and growing those around me, I think. Right. Yeah. Do you like that role? I do. I've, I've, I've learned to like it. I guess it's a skill set that I've had to learn as my business has developed. Um, and I sort of have dual roles because A, I'm an agent, but B, I'm a, well, I'm a, I'm a working agent, um, but I'm also one of the key uh, owners of the agency. So you know, I've got um, I've got to write some good figures, lead by example, right. but at the same time, I'm also somewhat responsible for, for offices. Okay. 
couple of things that I'm coming to my mind. Yeah. From what you know in real estate, what are the key important success principles that you see in top agents? Sounds very basic, but don't move areas. Like I, I walk down Neutral Bay, and I could honestly say I know every second person. Okay, so just been there okay. for seventeen years. Um, don't ever move areas. It's silly. It's like starting again. Um, my mother always taught me treat people the way that you'd like to be treated, and yeah. I just it sounds really basic, but I do. I treat people really well. It's really important that I want about ninety eight percent of the people that deal with me to go away thinking Piers was great to deal with, and we'll use him again. Yeah, it's always gonna be that one or two and a hundred that you can't. You know, you can't keep everyone happy all the time, but yeah. if you really go into it and you're honest with people and you're genuine and you have their best interest at heart, I think if you come from that um, philosophy, the money will follow afterwards. Okay, so what you're saying is stick to your core area, yeah. get known, become a, a, a brand, a brand of, yeah. in that area. Um, the experience that you want to give people is exactly the way you want to feel in the process, which yeah. come from your mum. Yeah. Uh, other things that you notice, good agents, just work hard. Like it is honestly. Do you work hard? Look, I don't work as hard as I used to. I think as as, as time has gone on, um, uh, well, I've got the people around me. I still work hard. You know, like when, when so when uh, when an agent's going from two fifty to seven hundred. Yeah, they've got to be prepared to put in the hours. Isn't oh, it? mate, absolutely. Six days a week, in early and out late, and you know, like I see. It's funny, I drove down Carabao Road last week um, at 2 o'clock on a Sunday and I saw one of my young guys that's riding about 300 walking into a house at 2pm on a Sunday and I'm taking my kids to Luna Park. So I sort of smiled thinking, great to see him out there doing it, but that's the sort of things that you've got to do when you're in that ramp up mode. Yeah. Will you get me out on a Sunday now? Absolutely not. Right. Maybe a $20 million house or some exceptional circumstances, I think, that... I have to be able to manage the business because I've got a family and you know, I've got, I generally got to take calls on Sundays because it's my, it's my day of peace. Okay. Piers, yeah. prospecting to me is a funny word because one person means it's door knocking. To another yeah, person yeah. it means, oh, you just got good ads in the paper because that's yeah. prospecting 24-7. Yeah. What, what's prospecting mean to you? Well, look, I think every agent's got a prospect. Otherwise, if you don't want to do it, like it's probably not the industry for you. Right. For me, it's prospecting all the time. Like, I, I very rarely listen to the radio in my car. I'm on the phone the whole time. So even though I'm not on the phone, I'm just punching out phone calls. I think of ring that person or do that sort of thing. So look, lots of calls. Um, my prospecting these days is a little bit different to what it was sort of 10 years ago. Right. These days, it's talking to past clients. Right. Um, you know, we still ring around listings um, when we're listing, so in the street. Are you organised? I've become a lot better organised. I'm not organised by nature. Right. I've got very organised people around me, right. and I've forced myself to become. So the answer is yes, but I haven't always been. Right. So yeah. you think that you you can get organised by well, um, having people around? One hundred percent. And I think that um, there is a point where there's only so many sales you can do unless you are organised. You just get to a point where you just stress out. Right. Um, so to, what you're saying is prospecting now is more warm, talking to people that you've dealt yeah. with. Yeah. Prospecting in the early stages, you were talking to strangers? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Door yeah. knocker? Never door knocked. Right. No, I've always been a phone man. Um, always ran open houses magnificently, picked up heaps of work out of What's a magnificent place. open house to you, Piers? Oh, just making people feel special, having great point of sale on, uh, on display, two people that opens, great follow-up, um, good buyer servicing. Yeah, more than anything. Yeah. Listing presentations, when you rock up there now, and because you've been in the same area for a long time, yeah. 
they must treat you better. They do. Yeah. Yeah. You walk in there, um, they still get two or three other appraisals, you think? Mostly. I'd say probably a third of my listings are uncontested, though. A third are uncontested? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you find the ones that are uncontested fee is easier to discuss with them? Yes and no. Right. Sometimes when you're actually that strong with a client, they go, oh, come on, Tears, you know. Look, you know, you, we've, you've bought and sold four places for us, and I referred you to the guy down the road, give me a deal, you know. So sometimes you end up giving somebody a cheaper fee yeah. because you like them so much. Yeah. So, so you've done that? Yeah, I have times, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got to be commercial about it. If, 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 if one of your best supporters sells the house, you want to look after him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me ask you the question of at a listing presentation mm. up against two or three agents. Mm. When you're competing, what are some of the tips you can give the audience that can improve your probability of getting picked? I think ask plenty of questions. So I'm a very question-based listing presentation. Give, um, me, give, give me three or four questions that seem to come up all the time. Oh, look, you know, I, I always want to un uncover um, if they've sold in the past, what that experience was like, um, if there was an issue, I want to know about it. So I guess it's about understanding what they want to talk about. Right. Because some guys want to talk about marketing, other people are analytical, and all they want to do is discuss comps. So do you try and sign up the listing and the marketing in the one presentation? Look, I'm always prepared. If, if it's possible, I will. Right. But generally, I'm a two-person. A, a two yeah, okay. I like to go and have a look at the property right. and come back and do a presentation. Do you go on your own? Mainly, I'll take somebody with me. Right. Yeah. Are you a hard closer? I know the close, but I do it in a nice way. Right. Generally, I mean, I'm, I'm normally filling in the, the, the agency agreement or we're still talking about it. We just kind of sail right through. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah, absolutely. At the right time, I just know when it's all going in the right direction, I start filling out things and, you know, generally I pick it, you know when to do that. And I've never kind of said, hang on, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. So I kind of... Lots of assumptive closes along the way, so it's not a massive close at the end. Is that something that's learned, Piers, or is that something that you think you've got an innate ability to read the play? I reckon it's a combination of both. I think I've always been a, a real people person, and I understand and I can read people pretty well. Like, I, I can go to a listing and know whether, I know whether I've got it or don't have it when I walk out the door. If, right. if they haven't made the decision, you just know. Okay. I can read it so well. It might be hard for you to articulate it because yeah. sometimes intuition is hard to My explain. My intuition, you have a fantastic intuition. Okay. I think that's probably what's 18 years of dealing with multiple, you know, lots of people. Right. So I think predominantly learned, but it does help to be a, a good communicator and a real people person to right. start off with. Um, staying pumped and energised. Yeah. Any tips because a long time you've been in yeah, it? Yeah, look, I mean, that is a thing, and that's probably one of my biggest change, uh, challenges sustainability. And it's funny, I'm working on my business plan for next year, and I'm actually not actually writing myself higher figures than this year because it's about being sustainable. Um, I've got four holidays booked in the next 12 months, so I know, I know exactly when I'm going, and I can plan my year around those holidays. So always book your holidays in advance because I know that if I've got a holiday coming up in six weeks' time, I don't mind going a bit hard because I've got a week off. If that makes sense. Right. So you, so so Pete, you put the holidays. You book the it's holidays. The first thing I do on the business plan. First thing. Right. And yeah. generally, are they two weeks? Oh, look, uh, they're usually a week to eight days. Three of those. Right. And then three weeks off at the end of the year around Christmas. Okay. So it's about six, seven weeks total. 
So what you're saying is having those in there keeps you what inspired? Yeah, look, it, look, it keeps me inspired. I, I use it as, a, as a, to refresh myself, and I think that uh, a mate of mine who's a bit of a mentor, he always says, you know, your kids always remember the holidays. So I do it for my kids as well. I love going away with the family. You know, that's important to you. Work-life balance. Yeah, yeah. my kids are everything. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Do you think you're achieving work-life balance? Yeah, I think I'm getting better. Definitely. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Time you go home now? Oh, look, I, I, I'm very rarely I'm home. You know, I'm always home by six. Right. Yeah, if I do my evening uh, appointments, I generally back them up on one night. Right. So I'm pretty much home always before six. Um, I'm going to the office now at lunchtime on Mondays. Yeah, just a bit of a chill out. You get a day off during the week? No. I yeah. don't. Oh, look, I, I, I use sort of uh, Monday's lunchtime, I come in, and then I usually duck off Friday afternoon. Okay. What would Pierce say to Pierce yeah. 18 years ago? Yeah. What advice? Oh, I think firstly you got to know what you want to do with your life. So you, you have to know what your big picture looks like. Like I knew I wanted to have a family, I, want, I knew I wanted to have like as many kids as possible, I've got three, it's actually enough but anyway. Um, and I knew I wanted to have a really good life and I knew what that looked like. So I think if you know why you're doing it, then you don't mind sort of getting in there and doing the hard work. It's not easy, otherwise everyone would do it. And I think it's just about... Um, setting a goal, getting in there, working really, really hard, and, and more than anything, believing in yourself, um, which has been a big thing. Dr. Fred's helped me along the way on that a little bit, you know, yeah. because I, like everyone, had mooring lines. Yeah. Um, and Define actually, a mooring line, because a lot of people might not know what it is. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, it's funny, actually, um, as, as I've actually had a, as I've come across a lot more money with the success, I actually didn't really know how to, how to handle it, really. I, I kind of never saw myself as being a wealthy sort of person. So Dr. Fred's kind of uh, helped me to manage that a little bit. Right, yeah, it sounds weird, but... No, no, yeah. I, I, in many ways what you're it's saying is... success. It's like a, like, a footy, like a footy player that never had a lot of money. And yeah, so yeah, I mean, I didn't grow up poor or anything, but um, it's been a bit, of a bit of a change. I didn't think that I would do as well as, as I have in some ways. Okay, so on self-belief, yeah. Does that happen naturally or you've got to work You've got to work on it. Yeah. I think you've got to work on everything all the time. And look, even when you get to the level that I'm at, you've got to keep reinventing yourself all the time. If I don't reinvent myself, like, you just think, it's so competitive out there. It's harder now, isn't it? It is harder. The agents are, uh, it's more competitive. The consumer has a higher expectation of what they want in an agent. Um, and it's just tougher. And we're also, we're just so accessible now. You know, I've got clients, if you don't return back, if they call in two hours, they think that their agent's gone missing. So they want things fast. They do, yeah. It's different. Okay. Piers, this has been sensational. Um, I think this is a, a really good metaphor or case story that, in reality, there wasn't a secret. You basically worked hard, took risks, putting on a PA. Yeah made a decision that you're either going to be great or you're going to be out. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the other tipping point for me was, you know, myself and Dean and David took a massive risk when we bought our business. You know, we had about 10 staff and it wasn't really making money back sort of seven or eight years ago. And look at it now, it's four offices, 100 staff, you know, 1,500 properties under management. And I think this year we'll do about 1,000 sales. So, and with the market leader. So it's a, it's a good story. Wow, that's... Man, that's 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 fantastic. I yeah. mean, like I remember, you know, you so much younger, like you know, just thinking about whether I'll make 
two or three listings for the month. Yeah. And now to look that you're a director of yeah. you know, those operations and still writing $2 million in your unit, yeah. you're making uh, good money and you're trying to do... Mate, like you, you, you've obviously know Dean Mackey. I'm lucky to have a really smart guy behind not selling. So we've got clear roles. I'm out there selling, leading by example. And Dino's running and growing the business and doing a great job of it. Yeah, well, there's a saying, work your strengths, outsource yeah. your weaknesses, and yeah. I think you've surrounded yourself with good people Absolutely. all around you. Yeah. Piers, thank you so much for coming in. Thank Here's you. Here's the reality, is that what's the worst thing that happens? They say no, they say I'm busy, they tell you go away. Most people who've got